episode six now of Timmy Chats. A special week for, well, mostly mostly Victorians, but anyone else who follows footy. Our favourite week, Brendo, grand final week. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Timmy. Thanks for having me on again. You must be stroking the bottom of the barrel if you've got me back, but it's good to be here. Yes, well, with Geelong making it, I thought I'd get you on. You're the Geelong supporter I've known for the most in my life, and obviously I'm sure you've got plenty to say about the game. Yeah, yeah, no, looking forward to it, definitely. It's uh, nice to get through the prelim for a change. Yes, that's what, since fifth prelim, first win since your last premiership, I think? Yeah, we yeah we played, played in this year, that was our fifth prelim, yeah, and we've finally won one since, yeah, since we last won the grand final back in 2011. Yeah, so as I said, uh, our favourite week, albeit a month later, grand final week, but obviously, yeah, for you, even more happier that you could actually got your team at the end of it. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, it uh, definitely makes the week more exciting. And um, not that I don't have a good day usually, but there's a bit more in it when your team's playing, as you would know as well. From oh, yes. oh, a while ago now, but ten years ago. Yeah, I would know Very that. Quickly. I'm yeah, most fast one, yes. Yeah, and then obviously no Victor- no football in Victoria, but both Victorian teams, Geelong and Richmond. So you can take the footy away from Victoria, but you can't take Victoria away from the footy, as they say. Yeah, I actually saw a, a meme on Facebook the other day. It says it's the first all-interstate grand final since 2006, and that made me laugh. But oh, <laughs> yes. it's in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, obviously West Coast Sydney, for those who don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like it's that. funny how it's worked out, how it's worked out like that. <laughs> That's all I need to get two Victorian teams is to move it away from Victoria. Who would have thought? Yeah, and both teams coming off a loss in the qualifying final. So both teams playing four, mm. round, four rounds of footy. So pretty much as even as you can get, in my opinion. Yeah, I actually read an article today that said pretty much that, that, yeah, this is the most even grand final you ever get. Everyone's, well, everyone's played, each other, played each other once, but more in that, yeah, we both played three games in the final so far, both being to Adelaide, both playing at a neutral venue and both being in a hub for over 100 days. So, yeah, it's all set up beautifully, I would have thought. Yeah, I'm bloody keen to watch it, I'll tell you that much. So, last Friday, Richmond advanced first to the grand final with a – they were pretty impressive, but they only just won by a goal in the end. But they showed a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um I think I think Port had their chances. Um, they probably butchered a few going inside fifty, but yeah, Richmond's class definitely showed, and they definitely did were deserving winners. I'm not going to deny that. That could have gone either way, but I won't begrudge them winning that one. Yeah, it's, it just when I was watching, I just thought they'd always they just find a way. They always look like they had that one answer, and then in the end, it proved to be just one kick in it. So. Yeah, and it's not like Dusty had a good game, yeah, but you think, you know, you think if you didn't watch the game, sorry, and saw that one by a goal, you'd think it would be one of Nick Lynch or Rewalt who would have dominated in the last quarter uh, in particular, but Kane Lambert kicked two goals. It just shows that they got class on the lines and not always their bigger names, not these not a big name, but not always their top players who have to step up for them. Like, yeah, anyone can do the job, which makes them hard to play against and beat, obviously. Yeah, that's it. And footy is one of those sports where it's not the best players you need to stand up. It's that middle, 
the bottom tier. You need sort of everyone to chip in if you want to get the cup at the end. That's been Geelong's issue, I would have to admit, since 2011, really. So, but yes, um, sorry, I'm talking about the Port Richmond game. Yeah, I, I actually enjoyed watching that as a neutral. It was nice that we didn't have to play the Friday night prelim for a change, so I could actually enjoy it knowing that I go to the Saturday and we're still in it. But um, that was nice to watch. Um, I enjoyed it, sorry. And yeah, I was hoping to go extra time to the bit tighter, but it is what it is. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, Richmond advanced to their third grand final in four years, hunting for their third premiership. But then, all right, we'll talk about talk about the Saturday night game now. Obviously, yeah, if they win this, they'll be up there with yeah the Hawthorne. If, what Everton versus Liverpool? That was a great game. I did not catch that, but yes, I did. Saw that result. <laughs> talking I about, I said yeah. Talk about Saturday night game, like Everton versus Liverpool. Yeah. Yes, that was a. Good game. I didn't see it, but I checked the scores the day after. And yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about the Australian sport, you know, enough of that yes. English stuff for the now. Just kidding. Yes. I know. <laughs> um, I'm sure you would have been nervous all of Saturday and when the bounce started. Yes. Um, to, and to be honest, I wasn't, I was more nervous for the Collingwood game rather than the Brisbane game, which doesn't seem silly, but I was quietly confident that we would get the job done just like, you know, you never know, but yeah, I wasn't that as nervous as I probably would usually be. Oh, all right. You didn't really have didn't really have any reason to be nervous in the end. You well, up until you're always in front and then yeah, you just pulled away when it mattered last quarter. Yeah, look, I was saying to the other guys I was watching the game with that I thought we'd we had a little play, especially in the first quarter, just to say quarter and a half of the first two quarters. Um we hadn't put it away on the board like we would have all these opportunities and, and miss like easy goals and they wouldn't get a goal on the other end just like that so I thought at half time going only up, going in only five points up we might struggle like we, you know we might have just bitten up the at night but no they pleasantly surprised that they pulled away so comfortably in the end yeah I was not expecting Geelong to win by that much but as I was watching the game I thought Geelong always had too much for him and it proved to be that towards the end and you look at the yeah, you look at this, the scoring shots, it was eleven goals sixteen to six goals six. So it could have been a seventy point margin if we really oh, just to say ten goals if we keep made the ones we probably normally make. But anyway, it's a win's a win and glad to be in the grand final. Exactly that. And you'd hope this way against Richmond your kicking's a lot better because you don't want to be wasting opportunities against Richmond. So hopefully that's improved by Saturday. <laughs> Well, I think of it this way, Timbo. Against Port Adelaide in week one, we kicked shit. We should have won, probably, if we kicked straight. Week two, we kicked good. We won. Week three, we kicked shit, but won. Week four, we're going to kick good. Yeah, it seems, it's, 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 it seems so silly, but the only thing that matters in the end of the day is the goal kicking. Like, you don't have to remind me. Don't yeah. Worry. We'll discuss that game later on, but you don't have to remind me about kicking in grand finals. Oh, yeah, then we'll get to that later. We'll bring back the past. But as I was uh, just, you know, announced yesterday, it got announced properly yesterday, this is officially Gary Ablett's last game Saturday. So that adds more incentive if winning a premiership is not incentive enough for the Cats players. Yeah, look, it wouldn't be right if Gary Ablett didn't play his last game in the grand final. It's it's just, it was um, it's just one of those things that, like, he deserves to go in the grand final. It, it it makes sense. So, 
yeah, we, as, as I said, we're not lose. We're not lose. It'd be nice. Sam play one more game. He's had an outstanding career, and it'd be lovely to top it off with one more premiership to go out in style. But yeah, there just something about it. He always finishes the grand final. It's funny. Yes, the goat, as he's referred to as people our age, that younger generation who yeah who grown up with him, and yes, as you said, fitting that his last game. Hopefully, for his sake, is the premiership. But if not, phenomenal career anyway. Two premierships. Two brown. If he doesn't win a third, two Brownlows and countless All Australians. Yeah, yeah, he was. He, well, obviously his dad was one of one of a kind. But he's been, yeah, probably the best player of our. I think you would agree that, that growing up, the best player we've probably seen. Yeah, live. So it's it, it's awesome that got to see him play live myself and you as well. But plenty of times in the past, and pity we couldn't give him a, give him a proper farewell to a. Like this year, sorry, with COVID, but it's like Michael Jordan's The Last Dance to what it feels like. It might be a documentary about it one day. If we win, don't worry. If I had to watch, yeah, any AFL player's documentary, I'd put him up in the top couple, like, to watch. That was an incredible story. Yeah, I should mention also it's um it's been a tough year for him as well, obviously, with his son having a rare degenerative, degenerative disease. So um, he made the right call going home Family over, over football, obviously, but yeah, it really top off a tough year for not just you know, for everyone, but especially for him in that regard too. So yeah, yeah, that's it. And yeah, when he came back to Queensland, he was with Shane Edwards. They were training together, and they might likely yeah. end up on each other this week. Yeah, it's funny that funny twenty twenty. What's happened in twenty twenty? It's a, been one of those years. Um, so funny that that's going to happen. They're going to play each other after being the best part of two weeks training with each other and you know they probably they've become good friends out of it I've heard all, all the um, people in that training group so it just shows what how strange year, a year 2020 has been but yeah, yeah funny yeah that's it <laughs> and I was thinking back to the 2017 qualifying final Richmond Geelong highly unlikely there'll be a 5-1 to one fan out number when there's only 30,000 at the Gabba so you hope not no, well, funny you should say that because I thought we'd be um, completely outnumbered on Saturday night, but there was a fair few Geelong fans there, especially listening to interviewing, interviewing Sal or Ablett and, and Dangerfield after the game. You could hear when they stopped speaking and the, and the players were walking around. It was, it was like it was a Geelong home game. So I reckon it may not be 50-50, but I reckon we'll have two-thirds of the crowd anyway. Oh, sorry, one-third of the crowd at least, so... Yeah, that makes it a lot easier than playing in front of 85,000 Richmond fans at a home game. Yeah, I did notice the fans, and I was watching the Geelong players, Romeo Reese Stanley after the game, and most of the Cats players commented on how surprised they were, how many Cats fans, yeah, just how loud it was in general. Yeah, there was there was a couple of sections on the ground, but up the top there was like one whole or two whole bays of just full of Geelong fans. They've always had a lot of members up in Queensland, and I think given this year... I mean, they won't play as many games in Brisbane or Queensland ever again. Um, it, they've obviously made the most of it and tried to get as many games as they can. And so, so the Richmond, sorry, I'm, I'm, they have a lot of fans up there too, but so it's been good for them. And I've read an article today that it's um, so many more people playing AFL now up in Queensland, so it's close to becoming the number one sport up there, believe it or not. So it's had a real big effect on, good effect on Queensland sport. Well, you know, sorry, AFL in Queensland, sorry, yeah, so... Yeah get, rid of, yeah, yeah, get rid of the NRL and start playing all your rules up there. 
Yeah, it's pretty yeah. shit, isn't it? <laughs> I'll still watch that game well, tonight. But no, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean it. The people like NRL, they're just not my kind of type of game, but it's okay. Although, go Melbourne Storm on Sunday night, do it for Victoria. Yes, yeah. uh, definitely go to go the Storm, yeah. So we'll see how that goes too. Hopefully it's a big, good weekend for Geelong and Melbourne. Yeah, so as I sort of alluded to before, uh, 2017 qualifying final, last year's preliminary final, they have beaten you in both finals. So you'd sort of own one in this grand final? Yeah, um, maybe not so much 2017 qualifying final because we came back, but the prelim, especially last year, hurt given we were um, 21 points up at half time and seemingly had the game not necessarily in control, but a couple, you know, start second, third quarter in a similar fashion than we could have been away. But I feel like, not taking anything away from Richmond because they were the best team all year and they showed on grand final day. But if we had a Hawkins in and Rowan and Duncan last year, we may have gone to win the game. We, they, we didn't, but they're here this year. So no excuses for us. But yeah, I think we are on one too. And um, just judging by what I've been looking at on social media since the since the um, grand final was known, it seems that besides Richmond fans and I'm guessing Hawthorne fans, everyone else seems to want Geelong to win. Um, just because this Richmond's had success recently, obviously, and yeah, I guess time someone new they've had their time. It's it's cats. It's Geelong time. Yeah, I reckon you got the Richmond fans, obviously. Yeah mostly Hawthorne, and there'll be some people who live in Geelong who don't want Geelong to win as well. But oh, yeah, yeah. I was I was not saying everyone, but it feels like from what I've read, 70% of comments are wanting Geelong to smack Richmond, so take that as you may, but it's nice to have some support from the uh, neutrals. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what you want. I mean, it won't affect the game itself, but it's just good to get up that get that hype up during the week. And that's what we probably, Richmond probably feels like Geelong felt 2008, 2009, where everyone was sick of them winning and yeah anyway so <laughs> it just adds to the spice of what should be a really good contest hopefully yeah and um, we touched on Ablett's last game incentive but Paddy Dangerfield finally into his first grand final but he deserves it yeah he, he does um, he people may not know this but he's he played in the preliminary final with Adelaide against Hawthorne back in 2012 and they were in front with five minutes to go and just got pipped at the end um I think pretty sure Tex Walker got a goal with 30 seconds left and they had one last chance, lost by five points. But, um, yeah, so he had plus, obviously, games against Sydney in 2016, Adelaide 17 and Richmond last year. Yeah, he's, he's been, finally he's got he won a prelim and gets a taste, gets to play on the biggest stage of all grand final day where he belongs, I reckon. So and it's all that's missing from his illustrious career. So he'll be up for it. There's no excuses. He'll be up for it. He'll he won't leave anything on the table. That's for sure. Yeah, it's basically I've sort of gathered that from the people who don't follow footy as much, they just know Darcy and they know Dangerfield. But they'll know you know when they're watching, yes. they'll just they'll recognise them two out in the field in that battle. That's all. The, yeah, they're the only two players that Bruce will call all night too. So get ready for that. But um, yeah, <laughs> no, it should be good to see him and Dusty running around the same field. But not just them two. There's there's awesome champion players in both teams. So it's going to be, yeah, it's all set up perfectly for a great game, really. It's going to be 26 degrees or something when the game starts up there. But, yeah, it's going to be awesome, I reckon. And just just find it. I know a lot of Richmond supporters and, like, my girlfriend Amy's family, it's half Geelong, half Richmond. So it couldn't be more 
set up really. I mean, it's going to be, uh, yeah, a long week for a lot of people. Yeah, it's what we got. Just just under five days to the hour until it gets underway. And, yeah, I'm already looking forward to it. I'm sure you're both nervous, excited, all that, as, as well as all the Geelong and Richmond supporters I know. Oh, yeah. I was just saying, like, earlier to you before we yeah, did the show, um, it's just – and I'm glad that we're getting on top of this COVID thing and by no means I'm saying that I don't agree with the decision, but the one year that we made the grand final, I can't even watch it with all my mates. And it, 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 it is what it is, but it just, yeah, sucks a little bit. But as I said, COVID, getting rid of COVID is more important and um, I'll still get yeah, Zoom with my mates and watch the game with them. So, but yes, it's just funny how that things work out sometimes. And word has it that the Lambies bartenders will be missing you this grand final day as well, Brendan. So, yeah, let's, let's not go there. But, uh, yeah, yes. Uh, it, but, yes, at the end of the day, I hope that no matter who wins or loses, that people do the right thing. I should say that. Yeah. Um, as much as it pains me, as I said, not being able to catch up with friends and watch the game together, it, I hope people do the right thing because it's not worth throwing it away for one yeah. day. No, that's yeah, exactly right. Back to the game. Yeah. Um, so, as a mad long supporter that you are, what are the thing or things they need to do to, to win this game? Like, where, where's it going to be won and lost as a Geelong perspective? Yeah, cool question. Um, well, obviously, near the shutdown, uh, number four for Richmond. Not sure if you heard of him. Um, seen, seen him a couple Tate of times. Yeah. And now, uh, in the shutdown, Dusty, obviously, or keep him quiet as much as possible. He's shown it, he's just, he's, a, he's an absolute gun. He kicks goal, he doesn't miss much targets or goals um, obviously strong as so yeah if we, hopefully Guthrie's actually played really well on him in the past he actually you may not know this yourself Tim but in 2017 quite final he kept him pretty much well, he killed him in the first half and then did his hamstring and then they got away after that so it just shows you what you know if you can yeah, shut him down it goes a long way to win the game so that's one and I reckon Guthrie may get the job based on that when he's in the midfield and then going forward Cole, Cole Jasney or Cole Lamb, as we like to call him. I reckon he, he's getting strong enough to go with him as well. So we'll see what happens. But um, I reckon he'll be playing similar to Dangerfield, a bit, bit forward, a bit midfield, depending on which way the game's going. Uh, and then obviously, we're going to shut down all the rest of that midfield. We have to win. The midfield battle will be crucial in the game. That's probably the best way to sum it up. That will lead to who obviously gets the most clearances. And the game is a ground where you get clearances. You can go straight away. It's not that, it's big, it's big ground, but. It's a clearance round, so that's going to be key as well. The winner of that of the clearances will go a long way to win the game. And obviously, the four it's the forward line too: Hawkins and Rowan versus Lynch and Rewald, plus the small forwards. Whoever, yeah, if we shut down down there forwards, I'm giving you a pretty uh, matter of fact answer after at the end of the day. But that's pretty much it. Yeah, we've got to shut down their main players. Oh, that's a great answer. Players it's straight and do the right thing. So yes, that's probably it. Yeah, no, that's a great answer. Like, yeah, obviously both teams powerhouse midfields, powerhouse forwards, and powerhouse defenses. When you look at it, yeah, that's right. It's 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 a every the teams are so evenly matched on all lines that that's why it's going to have such a great game. As we said earlier, I think it was well, was it round what what round did you play during the year? Was it? Oh, 
Article six, we'll say sixteen or seventeen, actually. Yeah, the second um, last round of the season. They kept getting Hawkins in the two on one, Grimes and Bolter. So, yeah, Geelong need to be wearing that this week to not let one of them roll off. That's true, but I also think if you look at who was playing on Grimes, it was Ben Jarvis in his first game. No, not discrediting him or not, not, no offense to him, but I feel like Gary Rowan or Gary Ablett will make it a lot harder for Grimes to get off their man and double team. But yes, that's something to watch, obviously. One on one Hawkins will double Bolter, obviously. So that's that's the key, getting him one on one, enough one on ones to have meaningful contribution. Yeah, and when danger goes down there, that's the same thing. Uh, uh, that's the other one, obviously. Made, yeah, he'll you made the packs. And the defender has to stay with him. Like Harris Andrews couldn't yes. roll off packs last week too many times. No. Stuff like that, yeah. That's why I reckon, really, I mean, no, Richard deserved to win last time, don't get me wrong, but I feel like we've both got so many more in since that last game, you can't read that much into it. And there was that Metricon too, and our record that there isn't as good as that record at the Gabba. We haven't lost the game. The game of this year, so yeah, yeah, and they they rarely lose there either, albeit the qualifying final. But they're they're pretty good there too. From recent, so they only played there three three times this year. We played there seven, I think it is. So that yeah. that's got to have some. Yeah. It might be a John home game again with more Richmond fans. Yes, we're all we're all accustomed to them now. No, no, no just um, oh, another another question to throw at you. If you were mm-hmm. if you were in charge of Geelong's team selection this. Uh, this week, grand final, would you change anything up or what would you do there? Uh, I won't just give you a dead bad answer and say, well, my short answer is we won't change a team, but if we were to look at anyone, potentially, I would say it would only be maybe a, a Sav or a Jenkins. Uh, probably won't play Jenkins in the grand final. He hasn't played much, but maybe a Sav to, to um, Sarah sorry, to test their back line. But who comes out, that's the thing. So, no, I reckon they'll... They'll back in Hawkins and then Danger or Rowan as a second tour forward. And then at cramming forwards, obviously Myers and Dalhouse and probably a couple others. Um, yeah. So, uh, sorry. So the hands to your question will be unchanged unless there's an injury or something that happens in between now and then. Yeah. I also reckon that Geelong will remain unchanged. And yeah, I wouldn't bring Josh Jenkins in for a grand final against Richmond. Going off his previous one, <laughs> he barely started yeah. the footy. Yes, but that was a one-off. But I don't think it, I think that'd be too big a risk. But yes, why change if you were playing good football? Why mess with I say? Yeah, and they only play Nan Curvis as the main ruckman, Asprey sometimes as a backup. So you've got yeah, your main one with Stanley, and then Litzar so you can help out. So I don't think yeah, sorry, I think yeah. that's what, we can definitely get a definitely get a. Um, an edge in the game there. I reckon um, Nane, Nane Curvis is a great ruckman, but I don't think he's as mobile as those two getting around the uh, ground. So that boat can exploit them going forward, hopefully. Yeah, that's it. Just Blitzarves and, yeah, Blitzarves and Stanley can both run all day. And, yeah, I'd, I'll be looking for that matchup, actually, trying to run Nane Curvis off his feet when it breaks. And they're both in good form. Well, Nane too, but both our ruckmans seem to be in good form too. That's why... That's what I mean. They all play the team. Both teams seem to be in pretty good form. So it's all shaping up. Yeah, that's exactly right. Bloody gonna be, it's gonna be, I'm, I'll get into the predictions, yeah, soon, but I'll start off with my prediction. I, as a, without predicting a score, I think it'll be, I think it'll be close either way. I just, I think all, every quarter change, it'll be within, bloody, yeah, nervous, within that nervous area. 
Just put it that way. You tell me I should have a couple of uh, drinks before the game. To <laughs> I, I'm so telling you, yes, you will. And I think every Geelong supporter I know who can drink would be doing the same. And any 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 person who watches footy, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. No, I reckon. Look, it'll probably be close too, but who knows? As long as if it's not close, we smash them. But I reckon it'll be a close game too. Yeah. Um. If you had to give a prediction, like actual margin prediction, what would you go with for this game? Um, I, I do reckon we will win. I reckon we're in the better form going into the game. Like Richmond's been okay, but I think our football has been better. So hopefully that's a good sign of things to come. I reckon we'll win by 14 points. Yeah, so yeah, a couple of goals here and there. Close all game and I don't think we'll kick away as such, but I think we will be up by the similar margin at three-quarter time and then just hold on in the last quarter. But, yeah. Ooh, yeah. And um, the Norm Smith medal, which, as people who don't know, judge still the best on-ground player in the grand final. What's your prediction there? I'm not going to go left field, but I'm thinking that Mitch Duncan or a Guthrie and a goal, one of those three could win the medal. Obviously, if Dangerfield... You know, Matt Dusty has a, a standout game for either team. You'd think they'd get it. But, yeah, I'm th- I think maybe a Mitch Duncan, but it wouldn't surprise me if Dusty gets it, even if we win by 10 goals. So, Yeah, Mitch Duncan, who came in as a sub back in your last premiership when the sub was yeah, still in place. Yeah, he's been really consistent this year. So has Guthrie Managawa, but, yeah, had to, pick, had to pick one. I reckon he could be a good chance. He's, yeah, been rip, ripping form. Yeah, and... In the unfortunate circumstance that a Richmond player wins the medal, who would you who would you say would be the one? I said before, Dustin Martin. Um, third. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably pick Batcher Hawley again, but no, maybe a. I hope they don't win, but maybe a um, yeah Shane Edwards or someone if they were the win, I guess. But let's hope it doesn't get doesn't come to that. Yeah, it's, I mean. I'm probably going for Geelong, leaning leaning slightly towards it because I'll be with my friends who are from who support Geelong. So man, about time you supported Geelong. Dad and I have been trying to get you to follow us at least a little bit for the last twenty odd years, and twenty twenty. If it takes twenty twenty, about to happen. We'll so be it. Yeah, uh, I was going to bring this up. Out of the last ten years, the team I'm going for in the grand final has only won twice. So, are you sure you want me to go for Geelong? Nah, you better go for Richmond then. Yes, I'll, I'll do that just for you. It was only... Thanks, thanks. Bulldogs 2016 and West Coast 2018. Where? Okay, well, on the other hand, every two years, it seems since 2016, so maybe it's just able to long then, but yeah, either way it works for me. Yeah, that's actually... Oh, no, actually, no, another even year. 2012, I was going for Sydney. But yes, I'll stick, with, I'll stick with Geelong just for you then. Thank you. And for a lot of other people. Look forward to it. Yeah, I can't wait either. Uh, While we're on the topic of, while we're on the topic of just grand final, grand final in general, not necessarily this year, but if you could think back to any grand final that you've seen Geelong in, what would be the three saddest moments of a game that come to mind that have hurt Geelong's chances? or just been upsetting you? Um, so, obviously, since I've been alive, we've been in four grand finals, 
oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, and eleven, and we're lucky enough. No, I take that back. So the grand finals I remember, the grand finals I remember, we've been in oh seven, eight, nine, and eleven, and we've lost two thousand eight. Obviously, which pains me to say it, but in that game we played against the bloody Hawks, and we only lost one game all year, and we were seen as unbackable, and then. Yeah, it went downhill from there. But probably the things that two things that stand out from that game the most was obviously our well, three things. There was a, they rushed the ball nine times where it was, which led to a rule change. <laughs> um, top, and then we obviously missed quite a few easy goals. Um, what's his name? Cam Mooney on the halftime siren comes to mind, and Bratton running in both at the punt right end, about 15 metres out with Joel Corey alone in the goal square, only from the kick to have a shot of goal instead of miss. Come, yeah, other two that stick to mind, there was quite a few um, penalty made from Hawthorne. They were, they did turn on the third quarter, Stuart Jew, so it gives me nightmares as well. Yeah, but yeah that whole so I don't watch it. Just any, <laughs> anything to do with 08. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, yeah, shouldn't be, shouldn't be part of the world. Um, and then, as I wrongly said before, there were Dawn has been a couple other grand finals since I've been alive. Um, that but they were in four in six years 89, 92, 94, 95. Yeah, and we lost all four of them, so that's gone with the other moment. My dad could, our dad, sorry, could um, definitely um. Talk about that more than I could, but yeah, that would have been a rough time for Geelong fans, that's for sure. I did, um, I did bring that up with Dad last week. He went to the 92 and 94 one and lost it against West Coast. So, yeah, yeah they mentioned Phil Matera to our dad. Um, but yes, it was shot, a bit unlucky considering the team we had. Gary Ablett, as an example, Big Billy, Brownless. But yeah, like across the board, but yeah, this weren't good enough when it mattered. And so that's probably. Yeah, I know you asked me to say three things, but that's probably covered it. Really, just all the shit, all the times we lost. Yeah, we'll, right, we'll, we'll jump it over to the positive side. Uh, Geelong has won three premierships since you've been alive, but is there three like particular moments in across those games? I'll yeah, give you, give you a moment from each from each um, grand final. Yes, not just the winners. Yeah, a moment. Doesn't seven? I'll give you two, both in the first quarter. So, a bit of background to this first one. Dom Catisi had kicked the winning goal. So, we won about 15 in a row and we played them in round, you know, second last round of the season in 07, and they were second last. Obviously, we ended up playing in the grand final. But, yeah, we, Abel, we thought Abel would kick the winning goal. We were down by 30 odd points in that game, I think, as well. And he kicked the goal a minute left or whatever it was. Crowd was in a frenzy. And then Dom Catisi ended up kicking the winning goal with about 10 seconds left. Uh, which, you know, sucked but was obviously already guaranteed top spot. But, um, yeah, so leading back to the grand final, Port kicked it out from their full back line and towards Cassisi and Gary Ablett came from the side, spoke, you know, intercepted the ball, ran in, kicked a goal, and that really got the crowd going and got us going, I reckon, especially who the player was too. And the other thing was um, Brown's chasing down big Michael Pettigrew or Peter yes. Pettigrew, as we like to call it, on yes. the boundary line. See a big ruckman do that, um, really set the tone for the day and then obviously end up being 119-point win. So, yeah, there's a lot of memories in that day. There two that really set the tone, I thought. One yeah, that was, that's, that's the... Uh, yeah. 
That's the largest grand final yeah, win. Largest grand final win by any team. 119 points. So it broke, it broke the drought too. So it was a big game for all Geelong supporters. I feel sorry if everyone else had to sit through that. It's a bit hard, a bit how I we all felt last year watching Richmond absolutely smash GWS. Yeah, anyway, I yeah. I don't like games that are over at quarter time, but obviously for the fans who supported, they would. Well, we can skip 2009 if you want. I know it's a bit of a soft, a bit of a, um, sorry, a bit of a, um, what's the word? Uh, a ne- like a negative experience for me. No, 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 shut up. Um, <laughs> um, sore point or whatever it is anyway for you. Can I just, can I just say before you say your moment, I get the feeling my negative and your positive will intertwine somewhere across here. But yeah, let's get go go to it. Probably the whole last play where um, scores were level. Actually, you don't remember that scores were level into time on the, the the replay was coming the week after. How are we going to sit through it? And then uh, obviously there's a play where I think it was Stevie J had the ball. Uh, St Kilda side the wing. Abbott somehow got free in the middle. Yeah, he kicked it to him. And I'm pretty sure Zach Dawson spoiled it, didn't he? Which was great, great yeah. play. And Zach Dawson, everyone. He thought, oh, who did I say? Zach Dawson. You know, it was Zach Dawson. Yeah, who did I say? Yeah, you said him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and we thought, oh shit, thank God, I'm going down the other end here and kick a goal and win the game. But then, obviously, the most famous toe poke in the history of football, which made the top ten plays of the week in America, mind you. There, yeah, sorry, Tim. Uh, Matt Scarlett managed to toe poke the ball back to Gary Ablett and then shepherd him as he ran to about 70 metres out. Kicked it long. I think there was a contest, Mooney and a couple of St. Kilda players. Sam Fisher. Spilled to the, into the goal square, spilled to the front of the goal square, just outside the goal square. Um, Varko got the ball, handled to Chapman, and the rest is history, as they say. So, yeah, good times for me, not so much for Tim. That was a tough, that was a tough week, too. So I know how it would. Go for John Richmond with you on this week in the same household. Yeah, that's. I was just. I was discussing that that play last week with Cato. We've 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 come, we've come up with two things for starters. Ablett didn't. Ablett tried to take a chest mark, which that's the one fundamental. If you get a jump, you know. But it's a wet ball. We understand it happens. You can't do everything perfectly, can you? No, some of it. You expect more, but anyway, it didn't, as it turned out, it didn't matter. But we also think that St Kilda had no people forward. So we don't even think St Kilda would have scored if they turned the ball over. So on the day, Geelong deserved it and they won it. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah look, to be honest, if it was any other team playing against St Kilda, I would have, I would have gone for them. It just happened to be that teams play each other. But anyway, we'll leave that alone. 2011, now that was a great year, wasn't it? Beating the bloody the dirty pies as they've been called recently. <laughs> um, they only bit of background to this grand final. They only lost three games for the season. They bit, they finished above us by say two and a half games in later. So they absolutely dominated the season. They lost to us all three times. They played. Sorry. Yeah, twice in the regular season and the grand final. All their losses were against Geelong. Only. Oh, sorry. Coming into the grand final, they would, sorry, they, they lost two games for you, my, my bad, yeah. and they're both to us. So, clearly a 96-point smashing last round, which people said didn't mean much, and it probably didn't. But we had to form against them, and, the, yeah. So, that was funny in that regard. But then, obviously, it was tight for the first three quarters. They were actually ahead of us 
early in the second quarter and um, we lost Podsy Adley too, which didn't, you know, at the time I was thinking, shit, this is not going to go well. But um, we managed to, yeah, pull away in the last quarter and the things that I remember was a few, there's a few things. I just feel like talking about a few things. Go on, one. yeah. I'm, I'm allowing you the, you the floor. Obviously, there's Hawkins absolutely dumb. Sorry, he his third quarter, which we mentioned first, where he had a shit first half and he came out and kicked three goals, I think it was. It was an absolute clunking everything. The last quarter, he had about three shots and goal in the first three minutes against um, Ben Ragdoll Reed. Yeah, and um, Chloe Ragdoll. And he could have put the game beyond reach, but he just, you know, he just was a man possessed. Anyway, he handballed the ball to Stevie J. That's why I remember no, the camera wasn't even ready for it. We didn't see it happen. Next week, you just hear the crowd erupt and Stevie J snapped the ball. Uh, so that was one thing. Um, oh, Travis Varco's last quarter goal. I thought you were going to bring that up. Yes, I thought you were going to bring yeah. that up. You should link that goal to your Timmy Chats page after so people can see if they are good. Shout out to Varco, just retired this week, actually. So good on him. Yeah, it's great, great, great career, yeah, Trevi. Only one premiership with the right team, so good work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he he, he he went for a mark in the back line. Well, up by maybe, so it was saying up by three goals at this point. I can't remember exactly. Um, he went for a mark in the back line, stopped there marking the ball. He didn't mark it, but then the ball got along to the wing. He had about two or three plays along the wing as the ball went around and he ended up getting a hand pass in the in the 50 and kicked a, a dribbling goal. It just, yeah, showed that he never gave up the contest. And, yeah, it would have been stuck by that stage as it was, especially after that round. That was, yeah, sticks in my mind. And obviously, Cameron Link's famous last. That was his last goal in football. Ended up being that was where he put the uh, icing on the cake. But, yeah, it's been some good times and hopefully some more on Saturday. Yeah, and yeah, St Kilda have obviously 100% of their grand final wins. We have beaten Collingwood, so that's another tick in the box. Yes, that, yeah, that is great. That's something to have. hang your head on, hang your hat on. Can't go I'll ask you the same question. Can you name three? No, sorry, you can obviously name three bad things. We'll go with that first. Yes. All right. 2000. Oh, can I name three things from both games? I'm just I don't can't don't, don't really have it at the top of my head, but yeah, I can I grab some can I grab some popcorn for this? This will be interesting. Sounds good. Just pretend you've got some. Tom Hawkins hitting the post and getting ruled a six-pointer is one that comes to mind. <laughs> I could have brought this up, but I thought I would leave it alone. That's Obviously, can't blame the goal umpire. He couldn't see. We couldn't see until we saw the replay. And, you know, that happens. That's footy. But obviously, Zach Dawson's kick into Tom Hawkins, he got smothered before that. That's the real, that's the real, you know, negative <laughs> of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, our 36 inside 50s in the first half that only resulted in six goals. That's just not good enough. We missed four sitters. Put us away. Yeah, you should have put us away from memory. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, watching on the day, I was only young, but you don't realise actually how much chances we had, but I've rewatched that first half recently and, yeah, wasn't a good sight. And... Yeah, that's a, yeah. sorry, you go, yeah. Yeah, nah. Uh, Scarlet's toe poke, which... Yeah, resulted in Paul Chapman's winning goal, as it turned out to be. So that's that's just three. I probably could go on, but I'm not. Hey, but can you name three good things? Actually, 
Yeah, we'll do two from the grand final. Can you actually name three good things to St Kilda? Three good things from that game. I'll just say Jason Graham's overall game, he ended up tying mm. the non-stick medal count, but Paul Chapman won the medal because he had more three votes by the judges, but they both tied on well, nine votes yes. overall. He was a good player that day, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, this is also a bad thing, but Rewalt got winded, but his courage, he tried to take a mark in the first quarter and ended up plummeting there. Just didn't have the greatest game, but led by example a few moments of it. Yeah. And I'll just say, I'll just say the year in general, although we didn't end with the, you know, I don't know. I can't really name another good thing from that game, but that was the best year of football I've watched St. Kilda play in my life. So, yeah, what can you do? Uh, I did well. And then we can talk about 2010 if you want to, but I don't really... Uh, doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Well, all right. We'll go, we'll go to the negatives. All right. We've got from the replay, Heath Shaw sneaking up behind Nick Rewalt like a librarian and smothering that goal. Although we were on a plane at the time, we didn't see it happen. We were coming back from Sydney that day. We did too. We weren't. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, first, the first... The, sorry, the drawn grand final. Um, Nick Maxwell touching Raywald's dribble kick on the line. Would have given us the lead with about... It, it was unlucky as it bounced up. It could have bounced forward one more time. It happened to just bounce up. I think Joffa had some... Um, Joffa definitely did something to the ball. Literally, anything that could have gone wrong for either team, it only happened to St. Gilda. And there was this other thing where the football decided to bounce through the points instead of straight back to Stephen Milne. But is that what I mean? Joffa. Yeah, it's the bloody the round ball. No, not the round ball. The oval shaped footy. You don't know what's going to happen. Shaped ball. No, you yeah. don't. You don't. <laughs> That's but yeah. Maybe yeah. the saddest things. Positives. I'm there only going to moments. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to only name two because that's all I can really think of. Brendan Goddard, in my opinion, the greatest finals mark of all time that I've seen. I, I, I agree. Better than Jezelenko's controversial, that may sound. I, no. I agree. If would have won the grand final, especially that grand final, it would have definitely been, not that it hasn't been given the recognition it deserves, but it would have been even more, I reckon. Yeah, and that gave us our first lead of the whole day with, I think it was about six minutes left. But yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, we did not hold on. And just Lenny Hayes winning the North Sydney medal. What he played. His goal, actually, in the fourth quarter to bring it back a little bit. And then, yeah, him winning the medal. So, yeah. All I remember about Lenny Hayes in that grand final was his logo was half off when he kicked that goal, like the grand final logo they put on. And he's yeah. saying, I've lost my voice when he yeah. goes down. <laughs> Norwich medal. And the other thing, the funny thing I remember from the 2010 replay is the guy who gave Scott Penderbury the medal called him Scott Embleberry. Yeah. <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> he did. He didn't. But everyone yeah. knew who he meant. Yeah. Young Pendles. Yeah, won the North Sydney medal. Time. But yeah, anyway, you'll get there. You guys are, you guys are building. You had a good year. If you kick straight, you could have really troubled Richmond, but that is what it is. Yeah, oh, well, you know, we can talk about the coming years of football when the football season's done. But yeah, obviously, hopefully, we improve next year a bit more. Um, so obviously, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure you will. You might even get a few new players in. Yeah. Yes, you got to always target that trade period. I will mention this quickly. 
Geelong have received some more positive news, apart from being in a grand final already. Jeremy Cameron has nominated you guys as the club of choice. Yeah. Um, not a bad gift to receive five days before a grand final, that's for sure. I um, was just saying to you earlier, I um, had gone for a walk after work, so I didn't really check, have my phone. I had my phone and I wasn't really looking at it. I came back just the time and the sport happened to be on. And, um, yeah, I read that he'd – I was a shock because I knew he was weighing it up, but I always thought he would stay. Now then I read it further, he's obviously not that age long. So, yeah, could be uh, really exciting times, not only this Saturday, but next season as well. Yeah, you would assume that trade to get done. It usually usually when a person requests a trade, they most of the time it gets done, yeah. They always get done. <laughs> Sorry, 90% of the time they usually – I think a big name like him will get done because – if he doesn't next year, he, I think he'll probably become an um, unrestricted free agent after next year. And I just can't see it benefiting the Giants at all. It's, a, it's beneficial for both, especially for Geelong, but both teams, if he moves on, I think so. Yeah, that's that's great news, great news, but hopefully it's not a distraction, too much of a distraction before, as I said, a grand final on Saturday. But yes, yeah. I. I, um, I'm wearing my Geelong jumper because I'm obviously in the grand final, but also to celebrate that. And I've also got my Geelong Cat stubby holder. So, yeah, it's a good day. Shout out Geelong Catters. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully you're drinking a few celebratory ones from that on Saturday night and not sad ones. I just want to give a shout out quickly to Tyson and Kate, especially Tyson because you'll probably look at this. Please get a photo of Tim wearing a cat scarf on Saturday night. These moments only happen once in a lifetime, so I want to have that for his birthday next year. Thank you. Love you, Tyson. All right. I'm, I, he'll definitely do that. It'll probably be his. I won't bring my own cat scarf, but all right. If For a quick photo, I can do that. Get someone's scarf. I don't care if you get out of the, out of the bin. <laughs> all right. I'll do yes. it just for you. But, yeah. But, yes. There are definitely worse problems to have than Jeremy Cameron wanting to join a football club. So, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I got 99 problems, but Jeremy Cameron joining 8 1. That absolute fact. St. Kilda was still a dark horse for him, but yeah, we won't get into that. No. I'll, I think you will get some players, though. It just remains to be seen who. And this, 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 um, Cameron to Geelong could change a few things in terms of players who may have gone there as well. So is that to weigh up? Anyway, as I said, that's a chat for another time. Yeah, so we'll get into something else that happens every grand final week, although it was a Sunday night instead of a Monday. Did you get it, watch the Brownlow medal last night? Yeah, I, I did. I, um, I thought, given the situation, <laughs> it was a bit awkward, but they did the best they could with the situation. It was just funny seeing all the different, first of all, the different venues. And then obviously there was Metricon, which was everyone but Richmond and Geelong. And there's a Richmond room and a Geelong room. And it was funny. And the players looked like they were pretty bored, I'll be honest. But the thing that made me laugh the most was that the ones who went to the Melbourne, like, like in Melbourne, had to wear masks the whole time. How was your brand? They're like, boys, oh, yeah, right. Just went there to get the drink and had to wear a mask the whole time. Uh, yeah, they, yeah got, they, got, they, got, they got the bottle of yeah. water each and had to wear a mask yeah. all the time. So that was. But look, yeah, 
Look, it was all right. It was just funny seeing, also seeing what Adelaide and Port players sit on the same table, and then Caleb Daniels just happens to be at the Adelaide one. Yeah, a few of the Bulldogs <laughs> boys were actually. Yeah, yeah. I think it's based on where they're from, or what, that's how they did it. But the funniest thing for me was, oh, sorry, I should first of all say congratulations to Lockie Neal. He had a great year. Thirty-one votes in a shortened season, both games and minutes, is outstanding. And if you think about it. There was an extra five games plus extra 10 minutes or whatever it was of, oh, you know, extra, yeah, say 20 minutes of game time. He could have easily got close to 40 votes in a year. That's never been done before, I don't think. So, good on Lockie. But, um, yeah, it was, it was all right. Um, it was good to see a few of the players, like I think it was Brandon Maynard and the Adelaide players, like mingling and having a bit of fun, which is good to see. So, yeah, yes, yeah. it was very low-key. <laughs> what did yeah, you think? Yeah. Um, I did watch it, yes. I was loving Geelong, the Geelong players for the wrong reasons, for how bored they looked. Paddy Dangerfield had the feet up in one, with one shot, just chilling. <laughs> like, yeah, they did the, yeah, they did do the best they could. Um, they had to do the count, but I got, I got a bit of a kick out of it, yeah, from a comedy sense. I've got to say, on the subject of Geelong, their outfits were, were pretty funny too. Like they they went, went like half past, like they were half half um, formal, half semi cash. Especially Joel Salwood apparently borrowed Ryan Myers' t shirt, believe it or not. Yeah, so, and Tommy Hawkins had a that, polo shirt. Yeah, yeah, he had his shoes off at one point. You could tell their minds were on other things, and so same with the Richmond players. I would have thought Dusty Martin did look <laughs> did not look like he wanted to be there at all. Not that he gives that impression much as it is, but especially it's not. <laughs> he was on his phone nearly nearly every shot they had of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was Matt Crouch. Shout out to Matt Crouch. All right, boy, he was on his phone quite a lot too. Just, uh, yeah, obviously hoping he could be anywhere else but where he was. But um, yeah. no, it was a, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty well done. And well done to Lockie Neal, as I said. He's going to win something this year since we knocked him out on Saturday night. Yeah, shot fired, but he probably deserves it. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. I was quietly not confident, hopeful that Jack Steele would obviously win, but from a St Kilda perspective, but equal third at the age of twenty four in a bre- in your, yeah, you know, good breakout year for him. Yeah, he had a, he had a, yeah, he had a great year, so he'll be even better next year. But yeah, as I said, yeah, well done to him. Um, obviously, obviously, Petrarca and Boke had great years too, and. Yeah, the top 10 did, but yeah, those players all had really good years. So congratulations to them. Yeah. Um, it was the, sorry, as going back to the awkward topic is when Hamish McLaughlin said, I'd like you to now present the medal to yourself. And he didn't know where it was. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. yeah. And he looks around <laughs> and he just sees the medal there. It was, it was just, on a bus, like a bus. Yeah. He had to get, and in the background, you had like a few of the Brisbane players. Charlie Cameron, a few others grabbing each other's ties and being absolute knobs, which made it even funnier. But yeah, it was it was awkward. But I just feel a bit sorry for Lockie Neal. I feel like his moment was a bit like it, it wasn't what it should have been. But look, it'll probably be the same on Saturday night. They'll like they'll celebrate the premiership, but it won't be the same. They should be playing in front of a hundred thousand people. They're not these lilies. It's still a great achievement. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, twenty twenty is the the year of difference, but I think we've had this discussion before. We're counting this premiership as more than a normal one. 
people are saying it's an asterisk. I'm saying it's double exclamation mark type of one. I think John yes. or Richmond will be the best and most mentally tough to get through it all. Whoever wins, they'll well deserve it. Yes, yeah, I agree 100%. Um, especially not that if Brisbane and Port made it, it wouldn't be an asterisk either. But the fact that we've, as I said, we've, well, along with all the other Victorian teams, been out of our homes for over 100 days, over three months, to make the grand final, yeah, those two teams, sorry. Um, yeah, it's it, it will be the hardest. It will be the, the most um, prestigious grand premiership ever, like the most, yeah, the most deserved, really. Yeah, so it's all up for grabs. Um, and I do feel a bit sorry for Brisbane, even though we beat them, that this was their, they'll never get a chance to play a grand final at the Gabba ever, or, you know, in the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, you got to feel for them a bit, but that's life. Um, but yes, I reckon it'll be, as you said, the the most deserved and most meaningful premiership ever. So game on. Yeah. Um, all starts, you know, what, what did you say? Four four thirty. The coverage starts on Chelsea. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a grand final brunch at ten o'clock, which would be just a couple of people talking a lot of bullshit. But <laughs> if you've got nothing better to do at that time of day, turn that on. But yes, from four thirty, the coverage starts. It's worth mentioning that the Cox Plate's also on, so it's a big day of sport again. And that's on. They'll into. They'll be on. I don't know if they will change the channel for that. But yeah, four thirty was the the pre match starting about five thirty, I believe. Yes, I'm keen to. And the game. And the game's starting at seven thirty, so yeah. There's and they've got a pretty good different lineup for the pre-match this year uh, for the entertainment this year. But a lot of local bands, I think, from um, up Queensland way. But Shepherd, I'm looking forward to Shepherd the most, knowing them a bit. They're playing the full halftime show, so that should be great to see too. Yeah, they got like they got like a Super Bowl type. I think they're extending the halftime break to. Allow a Twenty-seven minute break, yeah, 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 as opposed to normal twenty. Do you think? And the sprint's gonna be at court, yeah, quarter time instead. Yeah. Would the twenty-seven minutes? Would that then would the players come back out and do the extra long, or is it just twenty-seven? Oh, no, minutes? look, no, it'll probably be two minutes after the siren until it probably be end up being about maybe twenty minutes of yeah. just straight music though, and then obviously the players are a bit on the wall up. But like, I'm talking about the whole break between the play. So that'd be good to see. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. First time night grand final. Different atmosphere, but hopefully hopefully you're not too drunk enough by the first siren so you can actually watch the game. That's an issue. Drink responsibly, everyone. Drink responsibly. But um, it's just funny, uh, another thing to think that this, this the winner of this grand final will be the first winner of a night time grand final, she said, and the first winner of a grand final outside Victoria the winner of this grand final will be on the bottom of a cut and dry cap, cut and draft cap in the future as a quiz question. That, that's for sure. So I'll never forget this winner, as you said, the most prestigious probably ever because of the situation. And then just the first, as I said, night winner and out of Victoria winner. So it, it's just, yeah, he's couldn't be happy to be in it. Couldn't be happier to be in it. Yeah. I wish. There was a chance we were on the same side of the draw halfway through the final series to meet each other, but wasn't wasn't to be. Yeah, kicking is bad football. Yeah, it is. That's that's. It, I think, it's, it's, yeah, we won't we won't talk about St Kilda. Let's get rid of them for a <laughs> second. But yeah, um, I'm looking forward to seeing Gary Ablett for the last time. Hopefully, mm. hopefully he does something. Hopefully he has a couple of moments. I feel like he'll have. 
you know, at least one big moment. So make sure you watch it. Make sure, not just Geelong fans, everyone should enjoy his last game because we'll never see it. We'll see players like him again, but never see no, Gary Ablett probably ever playing football. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's been a, yeah, it'll be it'll be mixed emotions, obviously, but glad he gets to go out in the biggest game of the season. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I should shout out to Harry Taylor. Not sure what he's doing too, but if he does happen to retire, he's had a great career as well. Part of our successful period, obviously, and never barely really ever beaten. That's probably the best way to sum him up. Yeah, and a nice fellow too. Yeah, very nice. Uh, modest, I'd say. No, it's cool. Yes, stuff, yes. Doesn't go on about himself. Yeah, never argue. Never argue with the umpires or anything. Really, just yeah. Then does what the team needs. Does what the coach needs. And then yeah, he's a great. So hopefully he's got. If he's his last game, hopefully he's got one more big one in him, and he can shut down one of their big forwards. Yeah, definitely. That's it. Uh, all right, Brendo, obviously, I'd like to thank you for coming on to episode six. We'll obviously talk more during the week about the game, but I'll let you go and hopefully good result for your boys Saturday night. Yeah, thanks thanks for having me once again, Tim. As I said, yeah, it should be a good game. hope everyone has a, enjoys the game but is responsible, as I said, and does the right thing. Before I go, I'll show you how keen I really am for the grand final. I've read one of these. Yeah, yeah show me. Already got the record. Uh, that is commitment. Yep. So already been dissecting what's going to happen. Um, yeah. So no, I, I am looking forward to it. Um, it's always a great day, as we said, even though it's in different situ- different circumstances this year. Hope the boys can get it done. And yeah, hopefully you'll get me back on one day when you run out of people to interview. I'm sure I will. All right. Take care, mate. Uh, thanks for your time, Tim. Yep. No, all good. Cheers.